Good morning and welcome to Fellowship Baptist Church on this Christmas Sunday. Would you stand with me and turn in your hymnals to number 105, Oh Come All Ye Faithful, number 105. Bethlehem 2,000 years ago so that we could be redeemed. Let us come before him in prayer. Our great and holy God, we give thanks this day that Jesus came, that Jesus was born there in Bethlehem, that he lived a perfect and sinless life, that he died for our sins, was buried and rose again so that we might have forgiveness of sins, so that we might have life everlasting. Lord, we are such a weak and frail people, but you are great and you are faithful. And as we come to you today, may we be full of faith, faith in you. And may you know our humility and our weakness, but yet at the same time, Lord, you have humbled yourself, become one of us, that we might have life. And so we commit now ourselves to you and we commit this service to you. May all things be done to your glory and honor. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Please be seated. 
from his glory, ever living story. My God and Savior came, and Jesus was his name. Born in a manger, ever living stranger, a man of sorrows, tears, and tender laid aside his splendor stooping to woo to win to save my soul and blood his substance he took the form of man revealed the hidden plan oh glorious mystery sacrifice of calvary and now i know he is the great i Leave thy throne, number 103.
tiny baby sleeps in Bethlehem. A tender mother rocks and cradles him. What will his future bring? The little newborn king, this one who sleeps in Mary's arms. Jesus, when she looks down,
number 118. Let's stand as we sing number 118. What child is this? Number 118.
Christmas night was very special. That is why we call it a holy night. The infant born that night was holy. He is special because he is the creator and eternal son of God. On the night Jesus was born, angels came to announce his birth to the humble shepherds watching their sheep. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch of their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord.
suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Gloria in excelsis Deo means glory to God in the highest. Christmas, the first Noel, the wise men worshipped the king of Israel. Lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding joy. And when they were coming to the house, they saw the young child with Mary's mother and fell and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold, and frankincense, and myrrh. of Christ has brought great joy to the world. Simon, who earnestly waited for the coming of Christ, praised the Lord when he held the infant. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. Let us sing and rejoice that the Lord is come.
and the king. The peacefully sleeping infant king would one day die for the sins of the world, rise from the dead, and bring glorious salvation. The Virgin Mary shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. The name Jesus means Jehovah saves. After his birth in a humble stable, others came to worship this infant king. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and are come to worship him. Please stand and turn with me to number 104, Joy to the World, number 104.
joy to the world. Joy to the world. The Lord has come. Are you glad that he came? Amen. Amen. If you have your Bibles, turn your Bibles with me, please, to Matthew chapter 2. There's something I'd like for you to see. Matthew chapter 2. Regardless of what you think of the Bethlehem star, a very quick study reveals that this star was a unique, one-of-a-kind, supernatural, historical fact. F-A-C-T, fact. Seen by an army of witnesses, eyewitnesses, to the fact of this star. It seems only fitting that the one-of-a-kind, unique, supernatural, historical savior of the world would have a Shekinah glory to proclaim his coming. Matthew chapter 2 says, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled in all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they sent unto him in Bethlehem of Judea. For thus it is written by the prophet, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not the least among the princes of Judah. For out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privily called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent to them, and he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child, and when he have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. When they had heard the king, they departed and lo, the star, which they saw in the east, went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. Never a brighter star has shone Bright as a gem in heaven's crown, hailing the king who left his throne, sovereign of all to earth come down. 
song stirred human hearts with trembling joy. God in the flesh awaited long. This night is born a baby born. Never such grief in baby. Jesus knew 
May that be our response to the Christmas account. Thanksgiving and love. In Romans chapter 5, it tells us that for scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet peradventure for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. The glorious wonder of Christmas is that Jesus came not to exert his strength, his power, his glory, or his majesty, though his glory and majesty was revealed. He came to humble himself, to become a servant, and to give his life for you and me, to save us from our sins. For the Bible clearly tells us, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Every one of us have fallen short. We cannot attain to the standard of righteousness required to be within God's presence or by his glory. We have fallen short because of our sin. The things that we have said, the things that we have done, the things that we have thought that are displeasing to him, that have broken his law. But God, who is righteous, is also loving. And he demonstrated his love to us, even though we are sinful people, by sending his only begotten son, the Lord Jesus Christ. John chapter 3 and verse 16 tells us, For God so loved the world. That's not talking about the planet with the water and the trees and the plants. That's talking about people. It's talking about those who are created in the image of God. He loves us. And he gave his only begotten son, the Lord Jesus Christ, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Yes, Jesus is the greatest gift given to us as hopeless, sinful, ungodly, and indeed wicked people. But yet Jesus came, gave his life so that we could be justified. Do you know what that word means? Justified means to be declared righteous. If any of us were to be brought into the court of God and stand there of our own merits and of our own good works, every one of us would be condemned. Every one of us, our mouths would be stopped as we would find ourselves guilty before God. 
But it tells us here that we can be justified by his blood. We can be declared righteous by his blood. Jesus died on that cross and shed his blood so that our sins could be washed away. They could, they'll be red as scarlet, can be white as snow. Our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. But Jesus died and rose again so that he could take, well, when he died, he took our filthy rags upon himself. And when he rose from the dead, he stands ready to clothe each and every one of us in his righteousness. For he is righteous and perfect. So that when we stand before God and he sees us, he does not see our righteousnesses that are filthy rags or our sin. Rather, he sees the righteousness of Jesus Christ. And that was accomplished by his blood. And we're able to be declared justified. Justified. There's another word there in Romans chapter 5 and verse 10. The word reconciled. This morning, have you been justified? This morning, have you been reconciled? When God sees you, does he declare you righteous? When God sees you, does he see you as his child or as his enemy? The Bible tells us that it is our sins that have separated us from God. But it is Christ through his blood that made it possible that that separation, that broken relationship, that enmity can be done away with so that we can be reconciled. The relationship can be restored to the way that God intended it from the very, very beginning. And if you have been justified, and if you have been reconciled, you have also been saved. Do you see that word there in verse 10? Saved. Saved. And it carries significance all throughout this present life on earth, and it lasts throughout eternity. Yes, indeed, we are saved from the judgment of sin, which is the lake of fire, a place called hell, a real place where those who die without hope will go for eternity in condemnation and judgment. But those who have been justified and those who have been reconciled are saved from that. But the salvation doesn't just encompass what is yet future for us. It can be real now, for we can be saved from the power of sin. So often we feel as if we can't help it. Well, when we surrender when we yield to our Savior, Jesus, oh, he not only helps it, he does it. He lives through us a righteous, holy life if we but let him. His life, is his life your life today? So that when death comes, you will find that you have also everlasting life. It's his life, his life. So this morning, have you been justified? Have you been reconciled? Have you been saved? And if you have, verse 11 tells us that we have joy in God. We have joy in God. And this is all real because we have received the atonement. 
There's another big word. We're going to come back to the joy. But let's look at the word atonement. We've got justified, which means to be declared righteous. We have reconciled, which means going from enemies to children, friends with God. We have been saved, that is rescued from the judgment and power of sin. And now we have the atonement. This is a word that deals with our sin. You see, we, we have that sin problem. And sin needs to be dealt with. It needs to be taken away. It needs to be covered. In the Old Testament times, an animal's blood was shed as a substitute so that man could have the atonement. But it was only temporary, and it was, it was really not, not that significant. But when Jesus died, and he shed his blood, not just as the victim of a heinous betrayal, but as he shed his blood as a sacrifice and atonement, he accomplished that work, that work regarding the, the, you might say, the theological problem we had, sin before God. And so all this can be made possible because Jesus was born, because he lived a perfect and sinless life, and because he died and rose again. We can be justified, reconciled, saved, receive the atonement, and back to the first part of verse 11, have joy in God through Christ Jesus. This morning, if you don't have those things and you have questions, after the service, come see me in the back. I'd love to share with you how you can know for sure that you have these things. That most importantly, you have Jesus and his life. And then you can go forth with Joy, rejoicing. Lincoln's going to come and lead us in a song entitled, Good Christian Men Rejoice. This morning, if you have justification, if you have reconciliation, if you have salvation, if you have received the atonement, you have joy. Stand with us.
give thanks to you this day that you came to save us, that we might have hope and that we might have life. We give ourselves now to you as we go forth in this week to celebrate your first coming. May we also rejoice looking for your return. And we pray, even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. May your grace be upon each one of us in this week. May we walk in your spirit and not quench you, but bring forth the fruits of your spirit as we go forth in your grace. We praise you, we love you, we worship you. In Christ's name, amen. Thank you all so much for joining us here today, and thank you for joining us on live stream. Wonderful, wonderful day. May you have a Merry Christmas in this week, and may all glory be to our Savior, Jesus Christ.